my name is Amit Pandey, and this is the certification that I hold: Comptra A Plus Network Plus Security CH Cloud and Security Architect, right? Uh, and the Azure 900 as well, right? And I have uh, three years, more than three years experience into this particular cloud part. Okay. And today's agenda, what we are going to discuss is that first of all, we are going to discuss about cloud service model, right? Then we are going to discuss about different cloud deployment models. Like there are ways in which we can deploy the clouds. So we will be discussing about that, right? And different services, service models are also present there. So we will be discussing that as well. Then we have, you know, introduction to the cloud storage services. What are those different storages services are present in the cloud? There are plenty of them, but we will be just focusing upon few of them, right? Just two, I will be showing you S3, right? And EBS. Okay, I will be explaining you thoroughly what they are and I will be we will be doing a little bit of a hands-on thing as well, right? So to make your life, you know, to make this particular concept and Understanding much more easy, right? Then we'll be talking about security in the cloud and the challenges we face in the cloud part Right, so what are the security part and the, like the where is a firewall as well? How it really looks like okay? What is actually a firewall call in the context of a cloud? So all those kind of things we will be also going through that right then is the future of the cloud that what in the coming 5 to 10 or 15 years you know what is going to be the future of the cloud right how it's going to look like how it's going to change thing okay so that's the thing right okay so the first thing that we are going to today discuss is something which is called the cloud service model there are multiple cloud service models provided by the aws to us right this because see i teach the aws particularly we have as as in the previous session i already told you there are multiple vendors we have uh, vendors means they have multiple organization multiple companies are there which are in this particular cloud right there was aws right there was azure there is something which is called a gcp okay by the google Right. Mostly I am will be explaining you cloud in the context of AWS. Right. Why? Because it holds 50 to 60 percent of the current cloud market. OK. And it was the first organization that, you know, created this complete cloud infrastructure and made it public for everyone to use. Right. That's the thing. OK. The first is. Something which is called infrastructure as a service. Right. IaaS. Right. Remember this thing doesn't mean every time you will be seeing this infrastructure service completely most of the time only IS I double would be written and you have to understand that this is what it means infrastructure as a service right and then we have a pass okay and then we have another one which is called the SAS so I will be showing you a diagram right and that particular diagram would be make the particular concept very easy to understand okay okay guys so these are the three deployment again as I said multiple deployment models we have but these three are the very very basics one okay IS pass and SAS as the name tell what it means is that IS stands for infrastructure service Pass stand for platform as a service, okay? And SAS for stands for software as a service, right? Before jumping into the IaaS, Pass and SAS, let me explain you about the this thing on-premises one. So these blocks that you're seeing right in front of you, focus upon this part only, okay? For a moment, focus upon this, this much, 
right so these all the blocks what are these blocks these are the you know these are the important and crucial component of your infrastructure right like for example in your organization if your organization is not on the cloud it is completely in the on premises one so what is the first component the networking part right then there is a storage there would be some kind of a hard disk or ssd internal or you know external ssd there is a pen drive okay there is big servers where you store the data that is the storage part then we have servers as well as then we have virtualization operating system definitely for sure if you are running any some kind of a machine laptop desktop servers definitely for sure you would be having some sort of an operating machine operating system for that right then we have a middleware then we have a runtime data center and application these are all the components okay like in when we are building a house we have multiple components we have concrete we have bricks right then you know some sort of uh, we want water as well right so so that we can mix this concrete and make a good solution and then we can implement it right and all of these kind of things so that's like that only we have multiple components in this infrastructure any infrastructure whether that infrastructure is on the cloud or whether that infrastructure is completely in my premises it is not present in the cloud okay so these are application data and all those kind of things right so when the particular infrastructure is completely on the on premises and i am taking care of it right i am managing it okay i am taking care of it i am updating it uh, if there is some kind of an issue i am taking care of it or team that i have hired is taking care of it all those kind of things are there right so in the on premises one if you can see that in the on premises one these all the blocks are in the blue color blue color means that i am responsible for them the person the person particular person who's uh, you know on premises they are present he is responsible for that this kind of things okay so that's a thing but what happens is that then the comes the cloud part and these are the different you know kind of features provided by the cloud these three under, uh comes under the cloud part right is pass and sas okay what is is actually infrastructure service what it means is that i switch to the cloud part okay and in the cloud multiple services would be there which would be supporting this infrastructure as a service what this infrastructure as a service means is that it will be providing you infrastructure what it means is these red blocks that you see as i told you all these blocks that you're seeing right now whether it's in red color or in the blue color these all are the crucial and the critical components of building the infrastructure right without them the infrastructure would not be possible whether in the cloud part or whether in your on premises one right so in the is infrastructure service the blocks that you are seeing these red one right it is taken care by the vendor see here it is written here managed by the vendor what it means is that in the is platform your virtualization your server storage networking all of these components are taken care by of your by your vendor okay or the particular organization whose cloud platform you are using they will be taking care of that right other than that the operating system the middleware the runtime the data center the application other than that everything is taken care by you okay so let's say for example if i am deploying an application over the cloud so what is going to happen is that i have to take care of the operating system i have to update the operating system if there is some kind of an attack over the operating system or ransomware attack or uh, you know any sort of an attack is there i will take care of that i have to take care of my data i have to encrypt my data protect my data all of these things which are in the blue color in this is 
I have to take care of it. Fine. But those components which are in red color, the cloud would be taking care of it. Which means is that this things, those virtualization, servers, storage, networking, the cloud would be taking care of it. Okay. So if something happens to my storage, right, where my data is stored, it is the headache of the cloud service provider to resolve that issue and protect my data, right? If there is a server which I have deployed, let's say, for example, in the previous session, I have shown you, right? Okay. In today's session, I will be showing you a server. Okay. I will be creating a server and I will be showing you how actually a server really looks like right in the context of the cloud. So the server that I will be creating, it is the responsibility and the duty and the headache of the cloud service provider like AWS. Okay. In my context, AWS, Amazon Web Services, right? AWS will take care of the server, right? The technician, their engineer will be taking care of it. I have does not have to pay for any of it, right? It is a headache of the cloud. Then we have something which is called the pass platform as a service. Okay, in the platform as a service, we have again, these all the components are there. As I told you, no matter what the situation is, these component would be there. So in the past, if you see to this particular section here, you can see only two portion we have to take need to take care application and the data. Other than that, all the other components, the operating system, the updating of the operating system, right? If there is any sort of an issue with the operating system, the virtualization, the server, the storage, the networking, all of these components, it is the responsibility of your cloud service provider to take care of it. Fine. You does not need to worry about any of it. What it means is that let's say, for example, there is a game right a video game or there is an application that you want to you know launch right but there is a limited budget there is only 10 people in your organization there is a very limited budget that you can spend so what you will do is that instead of you know uh, if you go and start creating the servers right where you will be storing your particular application right then you have to uh, recruit many people to maintain that particular server as well. So all these kind of things are there. Fine. Now I does not want to do that. I only want to focus upon my particular application. Again, example, another example I'm telling you, let's say, for example, there is a hospital, right? And the hospital has a limited budget. The hospital want to spend on the money only upon where to increase the infrastructure to make the infrastructure much more high tech of the hospital to bring new equipment, right? So that the, you know, the patients that are visiting the hospitals are uh, satisfied with the, you know, services provided by the hospital, right? So they want to spend into the hospital infrastructure upon their patient, upon their doctors, right? They does not want to spend any sort of a money over the server or operating system and all those kind of things, right? Because they have no idea about this particular server is okay. So it is not going to happen that you're going to spend 10 lakh rupees for a server, which you are going to install in a uh, hospital and that's it then definitely for sure you will be needing a technician for that as well, right? So you have to pay for the technician that then there would be some, you know, as the labor law says that you have to pay that there would be health insurance related to that and all those kinds of other things would be that. So it is again, you know, uh, the cost is increasing for right. So what you do is that you go for the pass model platform as a service model in this pass model. What happened is that you have two components application data 
you only worry about your application the application or the game that you are going to you know launch in the play store or in the application or in the ios you only worry about that and the data that particular application is creating you only worry about these things other than that all of these other component it is being taken care by the service provider or a cloud provider another example i tell you right with the past because many people get really confused with this past part let's say for example pubg okay right let's say well, you want to make a similar game related to the pubg okay so now what really happens is that you does not you only want to focus upon the game and the data of the game only that nothing else no operating system server that just that uh, those kind of thing you does not want to go into right so you approach the pass model platform as a service model what happens in the pass model is that you only focus upon the application right what is your application this game pubg you only focus upon that that how good is the game how much you know people are liking that game what are the problems that that Uh, players are facing it okay is there is any kind of a lag that people are facing there is some sort of a bug you will be debugging it okay all those kind of things are there and there the data right so data that is being generated you will looking after that as well but how many customers are playing that particular game right what are the things they are right liking what are their reviews okay uh, which are the guns in the pubg they're mostly used okay so you will be uploading them uh, on a regular basis uh you know keep on updating the game as well so you will be only focusing upon the pubg as well as the data related to the pubg from the perspective of a developer developer is that particular person who creates something like a game or a code right so that's the thing other than that everything the operating system and you know server and networking and all those kind of thing you it is not your headache right it is not your problem it is the problem of the cloud service provider then we have something which is called the saas software as a service as you can see that as compared to the on premises one in the on premises one we were having the complete responsibility everything was our complete responsibility right right so everything was our responsibility on the on premises one but in the software as a service what is happening is that everything every bit of the infrastructure is been taken care by the cloud service provider right which we say as csp cloud service provider or it means that organization which you know uh you can say that it is kind of an organization which provide you that cloud platform which upon which you are working okay that is a csp so wherever you see csp it stand for cloud service provider or in short organization which is providing you that particular cloud supply you know that cloud platform like the aws azure okay gcp and all those kind of thing right if i tell you an example of this saas is that the example of saas software as a service is your facebook right or any of the social media let's say for example let's take facebook so facebook is an example of software as a service what it means is that you only you, you know in the software as a service model you are the you or me if you are we are using software as a service model you know applications or infrastructure we are just a client we cannot do any sort of a modification in that particular respective application what i mean is that let's say for example there is facebook okay so definitely for sure facebook would have we having some big servers right where they will be storing your information right which images or which right you know you cannot do you are just a particular 
customer there right you open your respective account you have created an account you open the, your respective account and you start you know whether you want to take someone or you want to upload someone or you, you want to visit some kind of you know uh, group or something like that okay you that kind of things only you can do right other than that you cannot do anything you cannot you know you cannot do any sort of a modification in the facebook application you cannot do any sort of modification in the data runtime the operating system the servers the storage right all those kind of things you cannot do so that is something which is called the sas sas is where we are just a client okay you cannot do any sort of a modification into any other of the any of the components okay that is something which is called the sas software service okay so this was a cloud service models okay there are other different kinds of models right a lot of different kinds of models are also present there but these three are the very basic ones ias pass and sas right okay okay so let's talk about the different kind of cloud deployment models right so based upon your requirement you will be deploying these things right like how would you deploy your particular cloud platform Okay, so there are private cloud, there is public cloud, there is community cloud, and there is a hybrid cloud. So let's first of all let's talk about the public cloud, right? So let's start with the public cloud first. Okay, so let's about talk about the public cloud, which is quite easy to understand for you guys. Public cloud is that kind of cloud in place which can be used by anyone. Any person can use this particular public cloud. Okay, anyone. Let, let's say for example uh google drive right google drive is also an example of your public cloud you can say right it is a thing which is present in server you can store that information and you can whenever you want to retrieve it you can retrieve it right so that kind of things are there so it public cloud means that the infrastructure of the cloud those big servers right those big servers are taken care by the cloud service provider okay and it is been accessible for everyone everyone one has the access of that particular thing okay of that particular uh infrastructure anyone right that is not specific to someone anybody can have it right in the cloud public cloud it is kind of your public transport anybody can have an access to your public you know transport any anybody can go to the railway station or anybody can, can go to the bus their respect to the local um, you know bus stand and can you know um, take a ticket and just sit there right and enjoy the journey that's it right so anybody can get and make an account access the resources so that comes under the public cloud okay you or me or any other particular person for any purpose can go to this particular platforms and create an account right user services definitely for sure you will be charged based upon the services that you are using but there are no restriction right that this specific people are allowed and this is they these people are not allowed right that is not going to be the case so like your google drive is the key of public cloud that anybody can create a account into the gmail and then access the google drive there is no restriction that only the google employees would be using is that is not the case anybody around the globe who has a good internet connection he can use that google drive right that's it okay 
so i will be showing you today we are going to you know do a little bit of hands on thing and i will be showing you that how the aws architecture really looks like fine and we will be deploying a server as well and how that particular server deployment really looks like okay so this is the public cloud which means this cloud infrastructure is for public anybody can you know use it right okay then we have something in place which is called the private cloud what this particular private cloud is that private cloud is a kind of an in infrastructure same infrastructure right, as the public cloud but the thing is that the accessibility that who can access the resources of the private cloud is limited let's say for example in in my organization infosec train right we have a private cloud okay but the thing is that it is not for everyone as the name suggests it is a private cloud what it means is that it is private it doesn't mean that it, so what it means is that in the in our organization for sectorian we have a cloud private cloud right so it means that there is if someone is from outside of the organization and he wants to access this particular private cloud of the infosec train he would not be able to do that right okay only the employees of the infosec train would be allowed to have access to the resources okay the study materials the other kinds of you know lab and all the other kind of things study materials and different kind of resources only the employees of the infosec train would be having an access to that a outsider would not be so this is kind of a limitation that you have set right as like for example you have your private vehicle right you have your bus car scooters okay so that is your private property it is your personal and your private property okay that is the thing so in that particular personal and private property it is not going to happen that someone want you know someone visited a bus stand and just grabs a ticket and definitely for sure you know he can uh, sit in your respective private car that is not going to happen it is the private you are the owner of that particular car or the vehicle right and you have the control that who can sit and who cannot okay so that is your private cloud where you have a control that who can access my resources and who cannot right that is the public cloud you have car setting up a restriction okay so that was so the public cloud was anybody can use it it was open anybody from any part of the world from right any walk of life right whether he is an engineer whether he is doctor whether he is student whether he you know he is in just in school anybody can open that particular website and start using it right but the private cloud is a kind of a cloud in place which is very restricted only certain people who have the you know certain credentials in place they can only use something which is called the private cloud right that's it okay so then we have another kind of a cloud in place which is called the community cloud first of all look to this look to this particular diagram that you are seeing in front of your screen right so in this particular diagram what you can see that there is a community cloud and inside of community cloud there are three organizations written okay let me explain this community cloud with an example let's say for example there are three banks right okay banks hold very critical and crucial data of their customers right like which kind of transaction that you have made okay in the like in the last 5 years what are the transaction that you have made okay Uh, how much money is your pre actually present right now in your account? How much credit card? Uh, how many credit card do you hold, right? 
and how much loan you have right how much of the loan repayment you have done already how, how much is left how much emis is right now running and all this kind of financial detail financial as well as the sensitive detail of their customers is you know is with the bank right so bank cannot take chances otherwise there would be severe consequences and uh, the, these consequences the bank will also face as well as the customers whose data was leaked right due to the negligence of the bank will also face that so the customers will also face the consequences because he's now its data is public and now the hackers can you know use that kind of information to uh, you know target those customers okay so what the happens here in this particular community cloud is that we build a community let's say for example there are three banks right let me draw the diagram okay there are three banks three banks organization first second and third okay so what really happens in this particular scenario is that in this three organization organizations that you have yeah okay so these all of them are three first of all thing that you need to remember in the community cloud is that there should be a common ground right that these all the parties that are present right there should be a common ground and based upon that common ground they will be coming together so what is the common ground here all of them are banks right all of them are banks that is a common ground right these things could be hospital as well there could be three different three or four or five or six hospitals okay there could be three or four police stations could be there so they should have something in common right that's the first thing in the community cloud okay so these are the things these are the three banks right now the thing arises that i told you in the private cloud remember in the private cloud i told you that you have a control that who can access your resources and who cannot access your resources right you have a control over that like like in the example like in the example i told you about the infosec train in the infosec train we have a private cloud and that particular private cloud we can control who can access it and who cannot right but in the public cloud that was not the case okay but there are some benefit pros and cons of the public and private cloud right the public cloud i told you where which is open and anybody can go inside and create an account whether he is in 10th grade whether he is in 12th right whether he is in engineer uh, you know right now he is doing his college or whether he is in the job right or whether a particular person is in the retirement stage in his life whichever phase or whichever profession that particular person is right what he can do is that he can go to the public cloud platforms like the aws azure gcp anything and create and access the resources right the advantage for that the public cloud is the advantage of the public cloud was that it is cheap right the cost of using the public cloud is very very cheap right and you know it is freely most of the time it is freely accessible right you does not need to worry about anything the best the biggest advantage of the public cloud is it is cheap right and in some cases it is free as well if i take the example of the public cloud like the google drive okay so google drive is also kind of a public cloud anybody can go and start using it right it is cheap to certain point of time like 15 gb it is free and if you want more than that uh, still you have to pay some kind of a money but as compare it is still cheap okay right now but the disadvantage of that particular public cloud is that the control over your data right there is a possibility there are reports that the in certain cases the google is uh, which of the information that you are storing in your respective google drive 
the google sometimes or in some of the cases they have they visit or either scan or go through your particular data that you have stored in your google drive right and that is a kind of a breach in your respective privacy even if you are using the resource infrastructure of the google but the google has no right or authority in accessing the data okay so that was kind of a breach that kind of things really exist in the public cloud it is open free and cheap but the problem in the public cloud is that somewhere down the line your privacy is being compromised okay so there is a thing which is called the private cloud in the private cloud what is happen is that you control who can access your resources and who cannot access your resources like in the example of infosec trained private cloud but and it is good it is secure the benefit of the private cloud is that you have a it, full control over your data your own data because you are managing everything right but the biggest disadvantage of your private cloud is that let's say for example in this infosec train the biggest disadvantage of your private cloud is that you have to take care of it what it means is that in the if like for example if the data is we have a server okay and there's some kind of a data is present in that side that's particular server fine now if we look from the and the particular data uh, server is of infosec train right so that particular server is for our use for the trainers use right and for all those those individuals who are working in the infosec train for their use and their you know understanding or the concepts or anything like that this, that particular or if they want to access any sort of a resource it is already present the server so that particular server is kind of you know for us only right but if something goes wrong if there is some kind of a pause problem or a system starts failing that is short circuit or anything like that there's overheating or anything like that we have to only manage it right we have to pay the expenses for that which is going to be very huge right that is a disadvantage of the private cloud you have the control it is like a private vehicle i told about right in the private vehicle it is you are the owner of that particular vehicle right nobody else without your respective permission would not be able to travel or sit in your respective car right that is your private vehicle but what if so you have your privacy is maintained right you can do whatever in your you know um, car right you can paint like what you want okay you can change the inter interior of it okay you can um, play the song inside of your car while driving whichever song you like right there's nothing like concern there's no concern with that okay but a biggest problem in the private cloud is that if something goes wrong in your infrastructure you are responsible for that you have to pay the money for you know to resolving that particular issue let's say for example in the context of the private car if you you face an accident right you're driving it and suddenly there is an accident your car hits a barricade or hits another vehicle and your car gets damaged then you have to pay the particular money from your particular pocket okay right that is something as is in the private infrastructure in place okay so there is public infrastructure and there is a private infrastructure now best we think is that we have something which is called the community cloud in the community cloud what is the thing is that in the community cloud there are three organization right again first thing i told you is that there should be a common ground in between it okay three thing organization like uh like in this particular example the common ground is that all the three organizations are the bank organizations fine now what is going to happen in this particular case is that they do not want to completely like there is a particular bank okay the particular let's say for example sbi is there now the sbi by itself does not wants to go to the uh you know kind of uh or create an infrastructure of its own okay 
because it is going to be very very expensive as i told you if you want to purchase a server for only for yourself it is going to cost you a lot right 8 to 10 lakh rupees it is going to cost you right and then you have to you know maintain it and then you have to buy uh, you know recruit some other engineers as well who will be taking care of it all those kind of things would be there right so there the cost would be huge right so the this is the first bank which definitely thinks that okay if i am going to build my own internal or you know on premises infrastructure or or my private cloud i have to pay 30 lakhs rupees right per month right there's another bank which say that okay i have a bigger customer than you and i have to pay 50 lakh rupees per month okay if i build my own private cloud and the third says that i have to pay even you know more than that 60 lakh rupees so it's a huge cost right if we if they go separately and build a private cloud that is going to be costing them a lot right and they do not want to go to the public cloud why because in the public cloud as i told you the biggest problem with the public cloud was the public cloud you know the data there's a problem there's a possibility that the data can be leaked why because in the public cloud other people are also there right so that could be a possibility okay so that there is a possibility that the data could be leaked okay or something can happen to your data right so what they do want is that they want kind of you know build a private cloud okay so you can say the community cloud is kind of a you know a subsidiary of the private cloud what really happens in the community cloud is that instead of one particular person there are three people who will be building the private cloud okay so what they will do is that these three people will come together because they think that okay i will be paying 60 60 lakh rupees he will saying 50 lakh rupees he saying if i build a cloud you know private infrastructure i have to pay 30 lakh rupees so instead of that they come together right and they build a kind of a infrastructure right a cloud infrastructure which only these three would be able to use right these three will be collecting their money right sharing the resources and building a kind of a server or a cloud infrastructure which only these three people would be using it so what is happening in this particular case is that the expenditure is been divided between the three okay so let's say for example previously someone was paying 30 lakh rupees per month another one was paying 40 lakh rupees and another one was paying 60 lakh rupees that's a lot for an individual right for a bank to pay so instead of that what they have done is that they have collaborated together they have came together and they now what they are doing is that everyone would be spending 10 lakh rupees right okay okay let's say even 20 lakh rupees everyone would be spending and you can say that you know 60 lakh is there combined okay so combined 60 lakh rupees would be spent on the infrastructure and each person would be per head 20 lakhs okay that's way they would be having a private infrastructure in place right their privacy would be maintained and the huge cost which was which, which was kind of an you know um disadvantage it is now being divided it is now resolved and it is being divided into this three individuals okay or three organization that is something which is called your community cloud fine organization 1 and 2 and 3 they came together they they are now you know sharing the resources right and they have built infrastructure infrastructure only these three would be using it nobody else outside of these three or outside of this respective community would not be allowed right 
that's the thing that is something which is called the community cloud after the community cloud there is something which is called the hybrid cloud this is a hybrid cloud see hybrid cloud the best part about the hybrid cloud is that or you can say the characteristic feature about the hybrid cloud is that hybrid cloud is a combination of the private cloud as well as the public cloud right it is the combination of it okay the combination of your private cloud as well as your public cloud so now what really happens in the hybrid cloud is that let's say for example let me explain you this thing with an example okay let's say that in your organization you want to purchase something right let's say for example in the infosec train only we need a server we have a server as i told you right we have our own private network yeah sorry for that okay so in the hybrid cloud let's say i tell you uh, with an example okay let's say for example in our infosec train we have our own internal infrastructure in place fine now what is going to happen in the own infrastructure is that let's say for example this is our own infrastructure and uh, we can let's say for example we can handle thousand people right so we have a website and at a single point of time we can handle thousands of people right okay at the same time it's no problem for us we can handle that right is an hypothetical thing i'm right now telling you it is much more than that but right now thousand people in this particular example we can handle our website can handle but let's say for example there is a festival season okay and we think that you know in the festival season what is going to happen is that for the 30 days whichever this festival season is people are going to we think that from our we have you know surveyed the market and we think that at least you know 5000 people would be visiting in this 30 days to our you know website okay that's a huge thing our servers would not be able to manage it why because as a normal you know the capacity of a server is 1000 people at a time right and the we think that at least 5000 people would be at at its peak would be visiting our website okay and that would be a huge thing but for only 30 days not for a long thing so the if i so what are the approaches that i can take first approach i can take is that i can go to the market okay and in the market what i can do is that i can buy a server which is definitely going to cost me 8 to 9 8 to 9 lakh rupees right i purchase that okay and i installed it right and this 50000 people you know this huge traffic comes my server is able to withstand that right and provide them services fine they are easily able to access our websites no problem with that any customers not facing any kind of a problem everything is fine everybody is happy okay but what really happens is that after 30 days this traffic really falls back from 50000 people to 1000 people or 5000 people to 1000 people now what about this now i do not need the server right which i have spent 8 9 lakh rupees what i will do that then after it means is that what i will what i will do after the 30 days when the traffic comes back to the normal range then this particular server which i spent 8 to 9 lakh rupees it is just a liability for me okay but it is not going to you know generate any sort of revenue or anything like that it is now a liability so instead of buying a complete server what i will what second approach i will be taking is that i will be taking a approach of the hybrid cloud okay let me explain why again this is we have a server and the server can handle 1000 clients at a time okay and we think that in 30 days 5000 client would be new joining up right 
okay for 30 days only after 30 days it will be back to the thousand so what we do is that for this 30 day i will be going to the public cloud like the aws right and in the aws what i will do is that i will deploy a server i will be showing you that today as well how to deploy a server so i will be deploying a server in this particular aws thing fine okay now the interesting thing really happens is that i will be deploying a server based upon my requirement right for 30 days it will be keep on running and i will be configuring it with my this uh, on premises one so the half of the traffic would be going to this server and half of them would be going to this my aws server right none of them would be facing any issue everyone is fine my organization is you know happy the client is happy everybody is happy right and now what really happens is that after 30 days right traffic comes back to normal this thousand user a thousand people right so then what i will do is that i will remove my this server that i've created in the aws i will be removing it and whatever the charge would be there for right i will be paying for that only and that's it okay i it means like i rented a server from the aws okay for 30 days for 30 days i used it and whatever the charge was there at the end of the 30 day uh, end of the month i paid it and given the give the server back to the aws okay you can say that or i deleted that particular server and that's it i do now do not have any sort of a liability i do not i have does not have to pay eight to nine lakh rupees right okay so that is something which is called the hybrid cloud right so you can say that's why it said it is the best of the both world the private cloud as well as the public cloud fine now the thing we are going to discuss is cloud storage services right different cloud service storage services we have right uh, okay like s3 we have we have ebs right these are the object storage block storage the file storage you are going to see i will be showing you services especially right the s3 and the ebs and all those kind of things so let's me show you the aws part now let's start doing the hands-on thing that how actually the cloud really looks like right particularly the aws one okay just give me a minute and let me okay guys so this thing that you're seeing in front of your screen this is something how the aws you know that particular interface really looks like right you first of all there are a few things that you need to see in this particular diagram or you can see in this particular interface is that this thing you can see ec first of all recently visited so you can see there are all multiple things are there right there's route 53 there is wav there is audit manager guard duty vpc system and all these are the resources right as i told you aws provides more than 300 resources or 300 services right okay you does not need to learn all of them that is not a good idea or not a good approach i would say right based upon your requirement or the your job requirement you need to you know learn okay that so first of all thing you are going to see is that recently visited right this is the first thing that you will be opening up and the first thing is that creating an account in the aws part is free of course it will not be charging you anything right free of course but when you are using a service when you are deploying a server and the server is running so definitely for sure you have to pay for that server as well 
right and the very another big benefit of this particular aws is that something which is called the free tire what is free tire is that in the free tire okay there's something which is called the free tire i will be showing that as well to you what really happens in this free tire is that in the free tire right for one year let's say for example today is 3rd of july right 2023 so what i've done is that today i created my aws account right and it will be free of cost i will not be charged anything for that right now what really happens in that is that till 4th of july 2024 okay till 4th of july 2000 uh, july 2024 there is a service, there is a thing which is called the free tire would be there in related to my attached to my account and many services i can use free of cost right it will be written the services which will be having free tire you can see that in front of it so free tire means it is free of cost but only for one year right and the duration start from the day your account has been created okay that is something which is called the free tire one now let's see some other services see the moment i click into it right the services part you can see that there's analytics application integration aws cost management blockchain uh, right containers you know game development internet of things multiple things databases right if you want to deploy create some kind of a game okay just click on the game development there is amazon game lift amazon game spark so right media and services multiple things are there multiple catalogs are there and based upon your requirement you click on the catalog and you can see in the right hand side these services are present there like snail lambda and this thing out of these things there are there is one service which is called by the name of ec2 right elastic compute cloud this one you click into it right this is which is called the ec2 now i'm showing you that again guys pay attention now i'm going to show you that how to create a server in the aws part right most if you use in the coming futures azure or gcp or anything definitely for sure what is going to happen is that you will be all most of the time this thing would be same right because no matter which cloud platform it would be at their core they are all of the same right so this is how it, the ec2 really looks like right so how to create a server how to deploy a server right first of all in the aws context first is there something which is called the launch instance right you you came to the ec2 you can see that here it is written ec2 dashboard fantastic you scroll down and here you can see something which is called launch instance right you click into it launch instance right and you can see that launch instance okay guys very important thing i'm going to right now telling you okay and you need to keep this particular thing in mind right i am telling you that we are right now going to create a server but here it is written launching a instance so what it is so what it means is that in the aws what they have done is that you know the servers right the normal servers is called the instance in the aws right again i'm repeating the server okay in the context of aws they are called the instances 
right so wherever you say instances it means that the it means server that's it no difference other than that okay only they have just changed the name they have made the name much more fancier that's it not much of a difference is there right so servers are called the instances in the aws right fine so you can see that amazon ec2 allows you to create a virtual machine or instances that run on the aws cloud so whatever thing you will be doing here from your local machine it will be at the end of the day would be the server would be created in the aws uh, you know infrastructure okay okay so let's get started the first name the first thing is name let's name that particular uh, server that we are going to create let's name it one okay you can name it anything whatever you want now here comes something which is called ami amazon machine image right ami you can see that in short right now you only need to understand here is that ami is an operating system so definitely for sure guys tell me what are the crucial components we need in a system or what are the crucial component in a computer or you can say the software as well so you can say that in short in a nutshell you can say that the two things are very important crucial in any machine whether it's your you know desktop or your laptop whether, whether it's any kind of a server okay two things are very important even you can say even that you know the mars rovers or any machine is there right even that there is some kind of a robot is there two things are there for sure if there is a machine the first is a hardware you can break it down into two part the hardware part and the software part fine the hardware is like your ram okay the your cpu okay and your hard disk your motherboard right your your screen your laptop your camera and all those kind of things software is your operating system your antivirus right your applications okay all this comes under the software part right definitely for sure two things remember this thing huh? because we are going to come into the hardware part first of all right now we are talking about the software part the software okay let's first of all focus upon the software part so so i told you the first of all we are talking about the software part so the server we are going to create is by the name of one and now right now we are deciding about the software part of that particular server right and again the thing is that amazon machine image again again a fancy name it stands for you can see right now to make it much more simple the operating system so whenever you see amazon machine image it means the operating system of that particular machine okay so we have multiple operate you know we have multiple options in place right we have you know uh, amazon linux we have mac os we have ubuntu we have windows we have red hat we have multiple multiple options i want the windows operating system okay so i clicked on the windows right and you can see here look into this particular part this one it is microsoft windows server 2022 base right this has been selected okay and free tire eligible i told you about the free tire eligible right free tire eligible means i will not be charged for it okay i will not be charged for this free tire eligible one then we have something which is called very interesting we have decided our operating system what is the operating system which is going to be it is going to be win microsoft windows server 2022 okay and i'm not going to be charged any for thing for that right till the time my account is comes under that particular one year range okay the moment it exceeds more than one year i will be charged for that as well fine okay so here you can see a very interesting thing which is called verified provider 
what it means is that it is saying that right now we are doing everything we are doing right now in the aws right aws or you can say the amazon amazon is a different completely a different organization and there we have another thing which is you know microsoft so what really happening here is that we are right now working or creating a server in the aws and we are accessing the operating system of the microsoft this is another organization the two different organization right but you does not need to go to the microsoft amazon is doing that thing on your particular behalf my amazon has visited microsoft and they have requested that you know we will be paying you and you provide us the your operating system right so our client or a particular person who wants or a user of the amazon can use it right so that's it so this verifier provider tells that what it means is that the source of this operating system right from where this operating system has been taken is legitimate it is taken genuinely from microsoft you know uh, with microsoft permission and from genuine sources from microsoft organization right it is not taken from any illegal website so what really happens here is that you know why this is so important many people think that okay why so worry about that let's say for example let's say there is a game okay i'm very fond of playing games so there is a video game okay which is by the name of uh, god of war ragnarok right which is recently released so it was when it was released it was at least 8000 indian rupees right and it is a lot of money okay definitely for sure not it is not a good idea to spend 8000 indian rupees into a game okay even if i am fond of playing it but i am not you know i do not want to spend 8000 rupees on a single piece of a game which within few weeks i will be completely you know completing it right i does not want that so what i will do or many people right or many people who are specially in the their colleges or they are in the schools what they do is that they visit these websites okay there are plenty of websites or they visit different torrent website and they start downloading this game okay like the call of duty and you know um and there is uh, taken as well right multiple games are there so most of the thing people have in their childhood have what they have done is that or when they are school in the schools they kind of go to these torrent website and they start downloading this games right but the problem with that kind of games or with that kind of software is that it is free of cost but if you but need you need to remember this thing there is something which is called there is no free lunch right there is an english proverb that is there there is no free lunch what it means is that definitely for sure that's at some point of time you have to pay for that so there is a game right that the developer the programmer the graphic designer and the animators has taken years to write the story to build the characters and all this kind of things and you can go to a website or torrent website and with just a few clicks you can download that particular game for that we have to pay 6 to 7000 rupees if you go to a legitimate website right now the interesting thing happens is that there is a huge probability when you visit any torrent website right to play this games of like call of duty halo or red gta right you try to download it there's a huge possibility with that game a virus would be also coming right okay that it is a a big problem in the cyber security right i have in the big organizations also so big organization you know on a regular basis they keep on training their clients as well so not only about the game part but as the movies and web series as well so if there is a new web series and you do not it is kind of you know release on the netflix or amazon prime or hot you know that um, hot star or any 
where right you do not have a subscription for that many of the employees i have seen is that what they do in the organ different organizations they goes to some these torrent website or these telegram channels and they start downloading there's a huge possibility when you download that particular movie anime or web series or anything like that okay a virus can also can attach with it and when you are installing or or you know just opening and seeing this particular file there's a possibility that the virus would be running in the background okay and that could be causing a serious issue for you right so we do not want that kind of a problem we want that assurity that this particular operating system which we'll be using for our server is from a legitimate source right that's why there is a stamp is there you can say a stamp or surety that it is from a verified provider okay that it is right that the, this particular operating system has been taken from a verified provider like your microsoft let's scroll down a little bit now here we see something which is called the instance type right instance type means the hardware part we have done with the software part right of software part we have first we have chosen that the software would be uh you know the software would be for our op, for our particular machine would be um this you know windows server okay now we are selecting is the hardware part which is by the name of instance type so whenever you see in the a context of the aws instance type means the hardware the hardware of the operating system we are talking about right okay so we have already it is by default it is already t2 micro it is a kind of a thing i'm not going into much more detail because it would be quite complicated and it will take a lot of time but right now you need to understand is that only instance type means the hardware part that's it okay right so that's it we are not going to touch it but remember this thing it is also free tier eligible it means that i will not be paying for this as well okay yeah right and network setting this is a network setting okay another very complex thing right vpc and all those kind of thing it's also very important uh, and this is the storage part see here it is written here configured storage what this configure storage means is that it is like your hard disk definitely for sure you are creating a server right you are creating a virtual server we have selected a hardware okay which is by the name of t2 micro we have selected our operating system software which is windows server right 2021 right 2022 right and definitely for sure when you are building a laptop or as you know desktop there is a hard disk attached to that as well right which where all of your information is kept for the server the hard disk is this storage part this one okay this configure storage it means that in short whenever you see configure storage it means the hard disk of your particular system okay and you can see here it is written 30 gb so it means that this 30 gb would be the hard disk would be created and it will be attached to your server okay fine this is going to be the case okay so now what we are going to do is that we are going to okay first of all the best practice is that after you have done everything you have based upon your particular respective requirement a lot of things are also there right right now i am just showing you just an overview that how it really looks like right a lot of things are there as well okay so name is there operating system everything looks fine so definitely for sure it's an highly recommend that you know before clicking into launch instance it's also it should be a practice that once go through them again right 
okay yep yeah yeah okay there's another thing which is called the key pair uh this is also very advanced concept and what really happens in the key pair is that it is kind of an authentication mechanism right uh, i am right now clicking on proceed without keys okay which is not a good method but this key pair would be a very you know complex topic for you right now so i'm just skipping it okay and right now you can see that it is launching an instance right okay successfully initiated launch of the instance so you click on the instance part right and we have to wait at least three to four minutes for the actually this particular server you know to use it okay we have to wait at least three to four minutes that's kind of so little bit of a patience you need right you can see that the instance running is the status running and the status check you also see by two by two check pass right so these are the two things that you need to understand okay the running and the two by two check pass right okay so this is it okay so definitely for sure at i would say every one minute you have to you know refresh it okay so this is an instant id this is the name of it you can change it afterward as well there is nothing like that you know when you're creating a server and you have uh, already kind of uh, selected a name that is not going to happen that you cannot change it afterward you can can change it this particular server is running right now right as a running state also i can change it from one to two okay and you can just scroll down you can see that you know these are things are there right and there is something which is called the public and a private IP. if i select it and you can scroll down you can see there's something which is called the public ip as well as something which is called the private ip right private you can say right now private ip is for internal communication right and the public allow public ip is for your you know if anyone anywhere in the world right the thing very interesting thing here is that we were talking about the storage part the storage part the few things we need to remember is that there's something which is called by the name of ebs ebs elastic block storage it is like your hard disk i told you about it when we were creating the server that it was a 30 gb that was the ebs right elastic block store it is a kind of your hard disk you have right which is attached to your server okay so if i kind of draw a rut diagram to make the concept much more simpler for you guys so just give me a minute uh, yeah so if this is your server right there is definitely for sure there is going to be hardware okay and then there's going to be an operating system os fine but there is going to be a ebs or you can say a hard disk which is the ebs elastic block store right and it is going to be attached to your server so anything that is happening here right which is the data that has been created at the end of the day that particular things is going to be you know sent into the ebs only okay so anything happening any modification uh, you know new data has been generated anything like that at the end of the day it is stored in the ebs only elastic block store fine that's it okay so hardware and the operating system we have in place okay so now what i'm going to do is that now i'm going to remove it right and, and one more thing very important thing is that you can see that this particular server if i leave it completely for the month of july right for 30 31 days right i will not be charged anything 
okay so but only one server right only one server i can make sure that this particular run server runs 24 by 7 for only one month if i use more than one servers i will be charged right remember this thing but it but it is only eligible when your account is you know older than one year okay it has been recently created then only right that's it okay so let's move ahead this okay so this is the kind of a storage we have ebs elastic block store in short whenever you hear about ebs remember it's on hard disk we have right a virtual hard disk we have we where all of the data has been kept right okay right so now how to delete that thing right that's a very interesting part you select this thing right and when you do is that you click on the action part okay sorry in the instance state and you have multiple state of it stop the instance right what you can do is that this particular server is running you can do whatever this particular server you you know you can play with it you can do whatever you want you can host a website into it anything you want you can do that so here we have the first option is that stop the instance what it means is that it will stop the instance okay that's it it will stop it and you will not be charged but it will it is not delete remember it right then we have reboot the instance reboot the instance means so stop the instance is like your you know a sleep position right when your system you in your particular laptop in a pc or desktop you have a sleep option right when you click into it like the system goes into a sleep mode right same way the stop instance as well the stop instance this instance goes into a sleep mode kind of it right and you will not be charged then we have the reboot instance reboot instance what it does is that it reboots it restarts your particular server from scratch one it will just again shutting it down and then will be starting up right if you do the reboot instance again what is going to happen is that it is going to take a lot of time at least five to ten minutes for sure it will take uh, the particular server to you know restart and then uh coming back online okay and then we have something which is called the terminate the instance terminate means remove this is this is what it means to delete right so if definitely for sure after you have done you all the practicals of you have understand something you have played with the resources of the aws do not click on the stop instance click into the terminate instance so let's click into this thing right you can see that on the an ebs backed instance the default action is for the ebs root volume to delete deleted what it means in short is that this particular server would be deleted and that particular virtual drive the google drive the ebs one what is going to happen is that that will be also get deleted okay with that for sure and this is an ip this is the you know the id of the particular instance right and this is a name that i have been provided him okay still i am why i am convinced that i want to delete this particular server i click into the terminate part okay you can see here it is written successfully terminated and this is the id of it again shutting down you have to refresh it right and wait a minute okay right now the instance state it is telling the state of the instance is shutting down it is shutting and it is in the process of shutting down right just give it a minute okay i refresh it again again it's showing shutting down you have to be patient till the time you see here a thing written terminated okay you have to be patient with that thing see automatically it is written here terminated it means that this particular server is gone 
all the piece of information present inside is gone right so as i told you as a, as i made this particular diagram that this is the server right this is the hardware this is an operating system we have in place and this is you know that um you can say the ebs elastic block store right attached to it so when you delete this particular server right this ebs as also gets deleted with it so it would it means is that this particular server whatever the information that i have stored in the ebs it is gone okay that is a thing we can prevent it there is a thing which is called delete on termination dot okay delete on termination in the setting part you can you know change that thing as well so what this delete on termination does is that let me just give you an overview let's say for example in this scenario what really happened was that this is how actually your particular server really looks like like them um, if i simplify it so the server has two component the hardware and the h is the hardware and the os is the operating system we have okay fine so i have shown you how to you know select them on how to do that anything okay when you are deploying a server then we have an ebs attached to it right automatically at the, as i showed you at the last step there was an ebs attached fine and that particular ebs was having 30 gb of a data Hold, uh, or having a space of 30 gb right so if you have so more than 30 gb you cannot use it like the capacity was of the ebs was 30 gb fine okay you can have more than that as well right okay so now what really happens is that let's say for example your server was running your server was generating some kind of a data which was very 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 crucial right and now that particular thing which is being generated it is kept in the ebs part it is stored in the hard disk okay now you do not want the server but you want the data the data which is stored in the ebs but the thing here is that if the server is deleted the particular hard disk get also removed and deleted and all the data which is present inside that ebs is also gone right we do not want that at any cost right i want i do not want the server but i want that ebs for that we have something which is called dot delete on termination right in the server when we are creating a server we have a option in place in that particular option what i can do is that i have two options first is either to enable the delete on termination or to disable the delete on termination if i enable it what will happen is that when the server is removed the ebs the hard disk would be deleted by itself and the all the data would be deleted you know which be deleted right and the dot data would be lost there is no way you are never going to get the data back remember that thing there is no recyclement kind of thing okay so don't think that you know if you delete this thing you will be getting from the recycle bin that is not never going to happen so what you can do is that you can disable the delete on termination what will happen on dis disabling the delete on termination is when you remove the particular respective server okay when you remove it this ebs remains intact right the ebs is not going anywhere then what you can do is that you can attach or you can create another server and attach this hard disk or virtual hard disk with that particular server okay that kind of things you can also do that right so you so if you disable this dot 
delete on termination if you delete this you know just kind of disable it when you are creating the server what will going to happen is that your server would be gone but that ebs that hard disk would be remain intact fine that is something which is called delete on termination it's a very very important thing right if you have enabled it and you accidentally delete your server your your ebs is gone right and your data is gone as well right and it would be a catastrophic for you right because all of your data has been lost fine this is something which is called the ebs so it is it was one of the type of storage device we have we have multiple this is one of them a very famous one ebs right okay this is kind of a virtual hard disk you can say which is attached to a server fine there's another thing also which is called by the name of s3 this is completely a service in place where everything is stored right let me show that thing to you as well okay just uh, let me remove it okay okay right there's something which is called by the name of s3 let me write it down as well in the previous session i have talked about this thing s3 what right it is by the name of s3 right okay yeah so if you want to search any service right if you okay if you want to search any service what is going to happen is that you type s3 and see here scalable storage in the cloud right so you click into that part as well s3 you refresh it okay right so what this s3 is does is that it is you can first of all think that it is the backbone of your particular you know aws right all you can see that it's a backbone of all of your services right so what really happened here is that everything any resource that you're using whether it's ec2 okay there's a service with the name of lambda any service that you're using at the end of the day they are actually storing that particular data in the s3 only right okay right in the s3 only at the end of the day but you cannot use the s3 amazon s3 directly you cannot use that for so okay so how to use this s3 the first thing that you need to understand is you have to create something which is called the bucket right okay that's the kind of thing you have to do you have to create something which is called the bucket bucket is kind of these are the three buckets which are already created i've created it okay so bucket is kind of you have the drive right the drive the c drive the d drive the e drive that you have bucket is like that okay so if let's say for example what i means is if i want to there is a file okay or there is a folder which i want to create or store in this s3 it is kind of your google drive you can say but okay the s3 to very simplify this thing s3 is kind of your google drive right but it is very advanced with multiple features very good security you have encryption we have multiple things other than that, right that kind of things we have with the s3 part okay so 
okay so see s3 is like your google drive okay with much more good features and all those kind of thing right so now what will happen here is that like in the google drive what you do is that you can store your you know files and folder and all those kind of things right same way in the s3 also you can store your files and folders and you can share it with somebody else you can share it with your friends and family members and all those kind of things okay you can do that as well in the s3 but the s3 is much more advanced it has much more capability it has much more you know um, uh, encryption right you can encrypt your data and all those kind of things you have there in the s3 okay but you cannot use the s3 directly like for example in if you use google drive you open your google drive and you insert certain kind of things in your google drive okay you just drag and drop most of the time in your google drive right but that is not the case in the s3 if you want to use the s3 service first of all what you need to do is that you need to create something which is called the bucket okay if you see in the particular screen there we have something which is called aws these three that you're seeing right now these are these three are the services we have in place okay or so you can say sorry these three are the buckets that i have right okay but very int so once you have created a bucket then inside that particular bucket what you're going to do is that you are going to insert or you know uh, take your files and folder right once you have created the bucket so that's the thing so do not think that directly you will be start using the s3 the first criteria is that you have to create a bucket okay bucket is like your drive the c drive the e drive the f drive you have right so first of all you have a drive in place and then inside those drives you create your folder right so no matter where your folder is definitely for sure somewhere down the line it would be present in some kind of for your drive your c drive your d drive your e drive right same way here as well in order to use a file and folder or save a file and folder what you need to do is that you need to store in something which is called the bucket the three buckets that we have right okay so what i'm going to do is that i'm going to just remove it and yeah okay so let's create a bucket let's create a bucket and saying the bucket name right let's name the bucket one okay it's a very interesting thing this naming part as well and the region region i will be telling you right region uh do not focus upon the region part which i will be explaining to you as well and keep everything default right when i click on create a bucket it is redirecting me to the one part and is saying that bucket with the same name already exists. What it means is that there is somebody, right, who is already has created in his account a bucket with the name of one. So the very important part and where many of the, you know, uh, people there which are very new to the cloud part that really get confused is the naming of the bucket okay so what's the deal with this naming part in the naming part what you need to understand is that is that the name that you will be entering in the bucket which that would be unique okay all across the globe remember it it is like your gmail or any kind of id that you have username it is common like let's say for example my organization infosec train has given me an official email id which i will use for you know communicating or making a request or something like that okay 
it is with, with the name of amit pandey at the rate infosictrain.com right it is unique if you go like all of the users of the google right which are using the gmail right they have they have created this particular gmail id none of them would be having amit pandey at the rate infosictrain.com none of them would be having it right that's a thing so same way in the bucket also all the thousands and millions of users across the globe not in just in india but across the globe all those customers right and their respective account as well no one across the globe should have same bucket name so whatever the name of the bucket i will be writing here it will be unique no particular person across the globe no matter which region or which continent or the country he is living in if he is has created uh, you know uh, that particular aws in the inside the aws infrastructure you are not going to have going to you know have two buckets with the same name right so let me write down any random thing okay anything random right right i click on the create bucket bucket and let's wait a few minutes and see successfully created the bucket and just a random word okay right i uh, definitely for sure if you scroll if you have seen that thing when i was creating clicking on create a bucket what you will see that the bucket name the region and all those kind of things okay so region is there let me explain you what this region is this is also very important part so first of all let's go back to the aws home page okay so this is the home page now you can see that in the here i'm sky this is my kind of a you know a name which i have assigned to this particular account and there is something which is called north virginia okay so let me tell you that how this particular aws really looks like right or how the infrastructure is see aws has something which is called the region right the infrastructure we need to understand it right it's very very important so in aws we have something which is called by the name of region okay r e g i o n okay and now what that particular region is that region is a geographical location from where your actually you know your aws is working so we have different region across the globe okay let me show you a world map and through that particular thing you will be able to understand this particular infrastructure part right okay yes guys so see this this image or you can say the world map that you're seeing right in front of you you can see that there it is uh, having two dots right blue one and the red one first of all focused upon the red one sorry the blue one okay so blue one shows that this is an actual location right these are the countries or the places across the globe where the aws has its present that is something which is called the region where aws has actual data center present that particular place is called the region so if you focus upon the india part right here you have two places the mumbai which was launched in 2016 so it means that in mumbai right they have a they have a dedicated name for that mumbai region and in the mumbai they will be having big big data centers right where the actual datas you know the servers would be kept okay and the another they have deployed is in the hyderabad in 2022 previous uh, you know previous year only okay hyderabad in 2022 they have deployed it okay and they put now hyderabad somewhere okay they had they do not disclose it where 
they never do that okay it's very confidential information but they generally tell you that in hyderabad some place some secret place we have deployed these servers big big servers big servers farms we have deployed that okay for which you can use so that kind of things really happen all right and you can see that in the us as well it is north Cal california oregon right and central canada it is okay it's in the canada uh, aws government cloud it is for the government right in ohio we have okay so all these blue dots that you're seeing these are the actual location where aws it's currently present right okay now the thing here is that in the red dots that you are seeing right in front of you are the particular position where the aws is going to come right let's if see here in the israel it is going to come okay in canada west it is going to come and in thailand it is going to come malaysia it is going to come right and new zealand as well okay other than that all the blue dots symbolize that it is already present there okay so this is all these dots represent a region right so first of all the very important thing is that why so what it means is that it these all dots shows that there are big big buildings would be there and inside their particular buildings multiple servers multiple computers would be present there okay so what you can do is that using this particular aws account you can send a message to the aws that i want to deploy a server in france right let's say for example there is a client my one of my client is there and my client is sitting in france right now what is going to happen here is that i will be sending a request to the uh, aws that i want to deploy a server in france what will happen is that aws would be having big big these servers okay running 24 by 7 in france right as you can see that see in the france spain they have uh, zurich milan right and the france as well right they have presence in the europe okay so it will be present in the france okay so now what we'll do is that when i send a request to create a server in the france what is going to happen is that it is now going to go to the france and there in that particular big data center my particular server would be created and deployed right so from right now i am in india just sitting in india and i can deploy a server in the france right that is the thing that the power that i have right so like again example if i tell you like the mumbai part so in the mumbai is also see they have big big buildings and they have big these servers so what will happen is that they will be having a big disk okay let's say for example one uh you know one hard disk is there or one tb attached to a server okay what i will do what they do is that when i say i want only one gb of as you know server a server with capacity of 1 gb so out of this 1 db they will be allotting me this particular portion right which will be using for my particular respective work okay this is how it really looks like so just sitting in india i can deploy the server anywhere i want fine that is the thing with the region part okay so i have to select it right so if i delete it if i just remove it okay if i come back to this particular aws part management you can see that here i have selected north virginia what it means is that in the north virginia part in the north virginia it will they will be having big big data centers and that big big data centers they will be having multiple rooms and then multiple rooms they will be having these big servers okay and inside one of the server what is going to happen is that 
I my particular server that I have created would be created inside this particular server which is physically present in the North Virginia. Okay, that is a thing. So a physical server which is present in North Virginia and I'm sitting right now in India. I'm requesting to the AWS. Okay, in North Virginia, this is me. Right, I'm right now in India. Okay, and what really happens is that I use my AWS account. I use my this AWS account, right? Send a request to the AWS that I want to create a server in North Virginia. AWS goes and deploy, I go to this particular server which is present in North Virginia, right? And creates a server there, right? This particular North Virginia server is physically present there. So it's created, right? So if I want to deploy something, I, I can again say to the AWS, AWS will again go to this particular server and do some modification. Then I say to the AWS, delete it. AWS will go there and delete it. That's it. This is how the actually the infrastructure looks like, okay? Now, see, uh, multiple options you have, how to choose it. You click into it, North Virginia part. And you have North Virginia, you have Ohio, California, Oregon, Mumbai, Osaka, Seoul, Singapore, Sydney, Tokyo, whatever you want. Let's say, for example, I want to deploy some kind of an application in the Tokyo. My client is in Japan. I click into the Tokyo part and just give it a minute. And see, anything right now, now my chain, it, now it changed to the Tokyo part. What it happens is that any things I deployed or do something, it will be going to the info servers of the AWS, which are present in the Tokyo. Fine. And very important thing again, that based upon your location, you will be charged. What I mean is that, let's say for example, yeah, let's say for example, there is a server, server S1, server one, there is server two, okay. This server one is in India and this server two is in United States, USA. There is server three, which is in, let's say Japan. Okay, there's server one, which is in India, server two in USA, and there is server three is in Japan. Now what really happened here is that even if this server, server one, server two, and server three, all of them have the same configuration. All of them have the same configuration, same operating system, same hardware, exactly, you know, replica of each other, right? So S1, S2, and S3 are exact copy of it, Not, no differences there. But because they are present in different location, S1 is present in India, S2 is present in United States, S3 is present in Japan. So what is going to happen is that you are going to be charged, you know, that the cost, for running this particular server, it's going to be varying a lot. Let's say, for example, I run this, these all these servers, S1, S2, and S3 for 24 hours, okay? Again, I'm telling, I run the server S1, S2, and S3 for 24 hours, right? But because S1 is present in India, S2 is present in United States, and S3 present in Japan, what is going to happen is that their cost would be Decorately different. So in India, it could be like say 100 rupees, right? In US, it could be like you know 300 rupees. Same server, right? Same same server, exact same server. The hardware is same, the RAM is same, the processor is same, the hard disk is same, the operating system is also same. Everything is same, right? And in Japan, it could be like 20. Just a hypothetical example I'm giving you, right? It could be more or less, but right now I'm telling India 100, US could be 300. 
it varies a lot it is not specific boss it varies for the service by service as well for server right now i am deploying the server i am using it is you know uh it could like right now in this particular case us has is more expensive right but for some other service let's say for example s3 india could be expensive for some other service japan could be expensive that could be a thing so it is not specific okay and it's keep on changing a lot right so you need to worry about, you need to you know uh, cautious about that as well okay yes let's go back to this thing click on the bucket part and the bucket and this was the thing i have created i click into it right and what i can do is that i can you know create a folder right i can enter the folder name i can create a folder whatever i want right and what i can do is that i can upload a file into it right i can do that as well as i told you same as the google drive you can just completely drag and drop or just completely click, click on the upload path right and it will be this thing would be happening and it will be adding the files or the folder and then upload it right and that's it same as a google drive but with much much more advanced feature multiple advanced feature is there right that's the capability we have with the s3 part so we have talked about the s3 part right it's like a google drive but much more capability file and folder you can create it but before that you have to create a bucket okay ebs elastic block store right it's like your hard disk you have in place where you can store it okay now let's talk about the security in the cloud security in the cloud definitely for sure you have encryption in place you can encrypt your data like in the s3 also right when in the s3 but i skipped it completely because for that part you have to go understand the concept of keys right there is a concept for hsm as well the right then there is kms multiple concepts are there but there is definitely a thing where you can encrypt your data that is not a thing which is available in the google drive you, in your google drive you cannot encrypt your data that's why i told you s3 is much more advanced but then the your google drive okay and the cloud challenges that we have okay everything is fine in the cloud part the problem here arises that the data can be leaked and the, somebody else can access your data see why what really happens here is that why cloud is cheap okay this particularly public cloud is why it is cheap because a piece of an hardware is been shared between multiple people which is called by the name of multi tenancy right let me explain you why why this why this is that if i deploy a server in the aws it will be hard and i run it for 24 hours i will be paying let's say for example 10 rupees okay 20 rupees i will be paying a very basic one i'm talking about right definitely for sure if i go for the advanced i will have to pay a lot but for a very basic one i have to pay 10 20 30 rupees for 24 hours right it's it's very cheap why it is so what really happens in the background is that See, I told you there's something which is called multi-tenancy. Okay, what this multi-tenancy is that it is kind of sharing a piece of an hardware between multiple users. What is it means is that if this is the particular hard disk you have in place, right? One TB of it. It is this particular hard disk piece of a hard disk is present in the Google server, sorry, Facebook server or you know AWS server. Okay, and now what really happens is that it will be divided between four people. User one user 2 user 3 and user 4 okay so it will be divided into four up you know uh, like divided by into four parts so the same one tb of hard disk user one would be using right some portion of 
user two would be using then some portion of it user third would be using and some portion would be the user four would be using it okay same one tb of hard disk this is something which is called multi-tenancy when a piece of an hardware is shared between multiple people right okay so there is a there are multiple challenges multiple problems that can arise due to it Okay, so what can happen is that let's say for example this user 2 downloaded a movie and uploaded it into a google drive or whether it's in the cloud platform what can happen is that if that particular movie has some virus that is a huge possibility that that particular virus can jump from this user one slot to the other section as well again there are definitely a security check a mechanism in place but the possibility definitely you know is there that's why it is a thing so for that kind of thing if you are so much concerned about your particular you know privacy for safety of your data in aws we have a complete dedicated thing which is called by the name of vpc right again very very complex and a very advanced topic it is said that if you mastered vpc you have mastered the aws right which stands for virtual private cloud what it does is that it is like a private cloud inside a public cloud let me just kind of show you an image okay so if this is your kind of your public cloud you have right inside this a small portion would be given to you by the aws which is called by the name of vpc which is free of cost you can create multiple vpc in your account right but using then then you have to configure the firewall by yourself then you should know and what is subnetting then you should know what is router right what is an internet gateway what is a nat okay all these kind of things you have to manage manage and they will be charged for that okay that's something which is called the vpc so there are challenges but there are solution for that as well so you have to thorough have an understanding of the challenges as well as how to mitigate those challenges as well okay then let's talk about at the end about the future of this cloud computing the future is going to be definitely for sure new and new organizations are coming into the market right and uh, I have seen like many multiple hospitals are also coming to this particular, you know, this cloud computing part because it's quite easier for the patient, right, for the doctors to communicate together, to share the resources, to share the data, right, between multiple uh, doctors. So let's say, for example, if there is a patient has approached to a doctor and said that, so doctor, I'm facing this particular problem from three to four years, right, and I'm, these others, you know, from three, four years, I have visited so many doctors, so many hospitals across the country, and I have not get relief. Can you do something with it so that it is quite easy if the all the data is already present in like uh, you know in like uh, a kind of a cloud okay it would be very easy for the doctor to analyze all the medicines he has gone through the mri scan the ct scans the x-rays and all those kind of the blood tests and all those kind of things right and then what he can also do is that if he wants some kind of a reference he can have a conference to some other doctor which is sitting across the globe right he can share these documents with them and he can have a suggestion and kind of talk that what approach we should take for this particular patient who has been dealing with this particular problem for the next five years from the previous five years so the cloud part is this cloud right is going to have a huge impact or the cyber security is having a huge impact on the healthcare as well right it is definitely going to change it a lot and make it much more accessible and much more comfortable for the user for the patient right as well as for the you know health professionals and it is also having a footprint in the law enforcement as well right the government is or the state government and the central government particularly in india is kind its best to create a database of the criminals right which these local police stations can easily accessible today it is not possible for the local police stations to access those kind of database okay right or upload or download any kind of material 
so government states or different or central government is kind of doing you know it's best kind of create a database of the criminals so the policemen can easily view that thing right and can update it about the what are the crimes that are happen, taking place there is fr you know online register uh, online fir is also kind of thing is happening okay uh, the live stream of the supreme court and the high court in india is also can done which is also with the help of this cloud computing as well right so 